You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 602 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland. For the second time today, I am recording this podcast at about 8 p.m. Eastern, sorry, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on Monday evening. If you missed this podcast earlier in the day, I recorded an emergency episode about the signing of Jabari Parker, and most of that podcast is still relevant at this point in time. We I, we discussed uh, all the uh, implications of signing Parker to a two-year deal, including a player option, so uh, no Parker content for the most part on this podcast. If you missed that one, please go back and listen to it, and for the most part, it holds up. But uh, about an hour about an hour or so after the Jabari Parker news broke and after I posted that podcast, uh, word broke that Amari Spellman is on his way to the Golden State Warriors in exchange for Damian Jones in a 2026 second-round pick that's unprotected. A pretty interesting trade in a lot of ways, and I pledged on Twitter to record another or another emergency podcast, two in one day, and three since the last time the Hawks played a basketball game on Sunday, so uh, be blessed in terms of uh, all the audio content. This is going to definitely be a short podcast. It's definitely uh, straight to the point, no ads in the middle, et cetera, et cetera, but uh, an interesting trade in a lot of ways, and for me, I, t- I said this on Twitter as well, but I think this, this deal feels like they were giving up on Amari Spellman to some degree. Of course, he was the number 30 overall pick last year in the 2018 draft. At the time, on this podcast and other places, I said that I thought that was too high for Spellman. I feel like that's still the case at this point in time. With that said, he is a talented player. He has a lot of interesting ball skills and just an interesting, interesting modern skill set. Um, obviously, there was a lot of talk about his, uh, his, about his lack of being in shape both during the season and then uh, and then when he arrived at Summer League, he looked to be visibly out of shape in terms of where you would want uh, his body to be at this point in time. So that's kind of the overarching theme that, that always gets uh, discussed with Spellman, is just his body type and the way that he's been able to carry himself. And even on what, what he's also said about his body in, uh, on the record to multiple outlets in the past, with that said, though, he's still a skilled player. He can shoot. He can shoot it. He can, uh, you know, be, he's, he's a smart player on the floor, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, you know, he had some highs and lows in these first two summer league games. But so, someone who I was not expecting to be traded, to be honest with you, it's one of those things where um, this was a Travis Schlenk draft pick. He he picked him. He he. he Picked him higher than most people thought that Spellman was going to go in the draft, and uh, just one of those things where you give up on a guy a year a year later. It's a little bit surprising. The last time the Hawks did this was uh, when a, when a lot of these guys were not there. Most of the people that were employed by the Hawks are not there anymore. Uh, but it was the Adrian Payne draft pick, and then trade um, less than a year after he was selected in the draft. Um, obviously, not quite as much of an investment in Spellman, who was the number thirty pick versus Payne, who was uh, in the in, in the mid teens. But you know, Spellman was someone who. Looked to be potentially the odd man out with the way that the roster was building. Even earlier in the day when I recorded the podcast about Jabari Parker, I was a little bit confused about the role of Spellman. I projected that he might actually be stretching to the five full-time. Instead, he's shifting to Golden State full-time. But um, just the, the role that he was going to be in didn't really make a lot of sense with Parker on the roster unless it was going to be at the five, and clearly the Hawks had other plans for Amari. Um, the return coming back for Spellman is not a huge one, which has to be noted here. Damian Jones is a fourth-year big man, a former number 30 overall pick as well, which is kind of funny. Two years before Spellman was was number 30 pick, Jones was number 30 pick. He's more of a true center. In fact, he is a true center in every way. Um, Jones, I think, actually is a, is a worse prospect than Spellman. That might be controversial to some, but I think that I'd actually rather have Spellman in terms of just pure overall prospect prospect skill and upside. I think Jones might be safer in that he is bigger and just more of a 
easily projectable piece, but it's definitely more of a backup center projection than anything else for Damian Jones. He's a little bit older as well. He's had a lot of injuries, um, which should, should also be noted. He's actually only appeared in 49 games over the course of three seasons, and it was kind of a surprise when the Warriors picked up his fourth-year team option. Um, and you know, there was some. There's at least part of this deal seems like the Warriors shedding Damian Jones as well. But they clearly targeted Spellman that they gave up a real pick for him. It's, you know, it's seven years in the future, so no one's going to care about that right now. But that second-round pick is potentially fairly valuable. So you know, it's it's definitely a swap of guys who might just be new starts in some ways uh, for Jones. Uh, I guess he fills a need with the Hawks right now. I've been on the record as saying the Hawks need another another true center. He definitely fills that role. Um, more of a Miles Plumlee kind of player, though, in the fact that he's going to be, at least in my opinion, pretty clearly the third center on the roster right now. Maybe the Hawks have different plans for him, but I would be playing Bruno Fernando over him. I think Fernando's a better prospect than Jones is at this point in time. And with, with where the Hawks are, it should be Alex Len as a number one priority at, at center, followed by Fernando for this year. And then, you know, if, if, there, are, if there are minutes left over, obviously without John, you know, John Collins could be playing there as, as well at some time, I would say that Jones might be the emergency kind of guy as the third center. The Hawks could still, start, the Hawks could still sign a third center, which is, which is worth noting as well here. I said on the podcast this morning that I thought it was bad news for Vince Carter. If anything, this might help the, the prospect of Vince signing. That was, a lot, that was a question that I got a lot immediately after this news broke, especially people who heard the podcast, like basically asked me why, uh, maybe not why, but if, if this move helped to bring Vince back, I would say that it makes more sense now than it did this morning. Once Jabari Parker signed, it kind of, for me, almost closed the door, not fully, but almost closed the door on Vince Carter coming back, just with the way the roster was constructed. But now, flipping Spellman into a pure center, you can make an argument that Carter could at least fill some sort of role as a backup power forward. Still, I think Parker with the investment that the Hawks gave him, it has to be the backup, the backup power forward opening night, which doesn't leave a whole lot of wiggle room for Vince to be playing real minutes. Particularly if Chandler Parsons is also around, you want to play some minutes for DeAndre Hunter at the four, et cetera, et cetera. So that's some more of a secondary concern. But in terms of the trade itself, I thought it was actually a fair value for the Hawks because of the second round pick being included. Again, I think Spellman's a better prospect than Jones, but the weight stuff is real. The body stuff is real. And if the Hawks were uh, not, I guess, not banking on the fact that he's going to be fully ready to go in the future, uh, they, they cut ties a little bit earlier than you might expect, to be sure. I was definitely surprised by this, knowing that the Hawks have been higher on Spellman than I have been the entire time. I was just... I was kind of stunned to see them give up on him this quickly because you know, even if even if you have the most generous evaluation of Damian Jones and that maybe the Hawks wanted to go out and get him and prioritize him as a potential backup center candidate, I still think that this is sort of a situation where you don't often see a first round pick being being basically sold off a year after a year after he was drafted. Even even with the caveat that he was of course the last pick of the first round, so not a typical first round pick in some ways, but. It was definitely a surprising move. Again, not a bad move in my opinion. I think there's a decent chance that Spellman gets himself right and gets in shape and uh, makes the Hawks look a little bit silly for this one just because of the fact that I think if you put him in a, in a situation in Golden State where they're, they're going to be trying to win and if he doesn't get in shape, he's just not going to play there. I think he might not play there either way, but at least with the structure, there's some guys who just need to change their scenery to sort of wake them up in some ways and uh, putting him in an ecosystem that is uh, you know focused on winning now, playing alongside guys who are more established and just not being able to have any, any runway what's in terms of his weight and his performance level. He's just not going to play if he's not in shape and ready to go. So maybe that will help Amari. Maybe it won't. And uh, I guess I, mean, I would say that I'm still rooting for the guy. I think it's, uh, it's, it's been tough to kind of watch in, in the last couple of, even in the last couple of days, just the way that he seems to be battling himself a little bit on the weight thing, et cetera, et cetera. And I always root for guys that when they go, when they go other places, um, and he's been nothing, nothing but good to me. I know there was kind of a funny thing on Twitter um, a few months ago where he was not pleased with something that, pe that, that Peachtree Hoops said about him. And I've been critical. Listen, I've, I've been critical of Spellman. I, 
I was critical, critical of the pick when it happened. It's not a personal thing at all with Amari. I think he's a talented guy who could, again, make the Hawks look a little bit silly here if he were to pop and get, get things going because he is a skilled player. But for the most part, I think it's a pretty good trade for the Hawks, getting some decent value, punting on the, on the guaranteed money that, that he was going to be owed in the future and some decisions that the Hawks were going to have to make. I think it's probably a safe bet to assume that Jones will not be back because he, you know, he'll be, he'll be a free agent. But maybe he, maybe he pops as well. He does have some talent. If he, gets, if he get, can sort of get healthy, the Hawks have a pretty good reputation under Chelsea Lane of getting guys uh, healthy and maximizing some of that stuff. So maybe that will help him. Um, I guess he was also in, in Golden State with Chelsea Lane previously. So a lot of a lot of connections here. Travis Schlenk was famously in the Warriors front office when Jones was drafted with the first round pick. So there's definitely a relationship there of some sort. He would definitely know more about Jones than most people would at this stage. So a lot of factors going in here, but the uh, I guess the big fallout for me at least is that the depth chart now makes a little bit more sense. You're going to see John Collins at the four. Obviously, as the, as the starter, that was never going to change. But behind him, you have Jabari Parker, you have Chandler Parsons, and that's kind of it at the four. I mean, also DeAndre Hunter can play there a little bit, but I think he's probably going to be a starting three as well. And then at center, you have a pretty clear pecking order of uh, of Alex Land, Bruno Fernando, and Damian Jones with the with the uh, two young guys and Fernando and Jones battling for the backup center spot at least at this point in time. The Hawks still have a roster spot available and potentially two if they were to move on for Jalen Adams, but definitely one. There is a chance there was some reporting in here from Chris Kirshner of The Athletic earlier in the day on Monday that the Hawks might go into the season with a, with an open roster spot. That is not a surprise at all. I've talked about that a, a number of times just because there's no reason that they have to carry 15 players, particularly because they're going to still have cap space. Uh, we discussed that a little bit earlier on the podcast as well on the, on the, Jabar, on the, on the Jabari Parker podcast, but the Hawks actually, uh, you know, it's about a four hundred thousand dollar difference between between Spellman's salary and Jones' salary. So not, no real fallout there. Not too much wiggle room affected. And if you're always looking for a salary cap update, EarlyBirdRights.com, the site run by Jeff Siegel, always has the most accurate accurate and update up to date information. So please check that out if you're worried about the salary cap stuff. And the Hawks have a little bit a little bit of wiggle room if they want to do that. Obviously, they could sign um, someone to the room exception if they were to need that later on as well. If they were to move on from Jalen Adams, etc. So lots of uh, options still in the ether for the Hawks. It's gonna be a pretty short podcast, but that's going to do it for today. I, I, I do have, pl- I, I, I would say that we've we, we kind of done plenty of content in the last uh, hour, uh, I guess the last you know day or two on this podcast. So uh, apologies for the frantic nature of this podcast. I was trying to get some time and a quiet place to record the show. So my apologies for the less than polished operation on this fine Monday evening, but we will, we will definitely be back with a new podcast on Tuesday night after the Hawks participate in their third NBA summer league game. So we'll have plenty of, uh, feedback from that and uh, any follow-up any, any other follow that we see between now and then but also obviously no no March Spellman for Summer League on on Tuesday so some more time for some guys that were not um, necessarily on the floor as much in the last couple of games so that's something that's, that's a very 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 small subplot to this but something to keep in mind as well uh, thanks for listening to the podcast everybody please subscribe to this show rate review subscribe again go back and listen to the last two podcasts one of which was a summer league breakdown and with some stuff about Bruno Fernando, Bruno Fernando and DeAndre Hunter the other of which was a Jabari Parker breakdown of his game etc cetera, etc cetera. so thanks for listening everybody and we'll see everybody on Tuesday <laughs>